Radio Studio at the George Washington Broadcast Center. Here's Armstrong and Getty. You're listening to the best of the Armstrong and Getty Show. Sean came across this documentary. It's on HBO. That sounds pretty good. How many parts is it? That's a lot of parts. Uh, they dropped the first two. I don't know how many more they're looking mm-hmm. to do. Normally with the documentary stuff, it's it's rarely more than six. But each one of these things were pushing up close to two hours. So yeah. I don't know. Wow. Yeah. I, like, I like thorough. I don't know if I need 14 hours on anything. Really anything. I wouldn't watch a 14-hour documentary about me. No, I wouldn't either. Please, tighten this thing up. Anyway, it's about, uh, what's the name of it? Uh, Crime of the Century. Okay. Um, and it's about the opioid crisis and kind of the, uh, was it a crisis uh, or was this a deliberate act by a hmm. greedy pharmaceutical company slash companies? Well, let's hear a little bit of, of it and uh, we'll discuss. So when we talk about drugs like hydrocodone and oxycodone, you're talking about drugs that are semi-synthetic, just like heroin, and that produce effects that are indistinguishable from heroin. These are essentially heroin pills, which doesn't mean that doctors should never prescribe them. These are good medicines for easing pain at the end of life for a couple of days after major surgery or serious accident. But unfortunately, Purdue Pharma and other opioid makers started to promote their opioids for common chronic pain conditions where opioids are much more likely to harm patients than help them. So that's really interesting. And they they mentioned the, uh, specifically Purdue Pharma, their big thing is the Contin kind of brand of things. And here's an explanation of what that actually is. Their first really big hit is a pain drug called MS Contin. MS Contin is morphine, but they developed a system that they called Contin, which is short for continuous. That's essentially a seal around a pill. So that if you take that pill, the active chemical in it will enter your bloodstream slowly, continuously, over a long period of time. MS Contin was an innovative drug. It was used chiefly in cancer pain type situations. And at a certain point, the company knew that the patent on MS Contin, the company's exclusive right to produce it, was going to be expiring soon. At the point where you lose that exclusive right, you have generic versions of that drug, and you're just going to see your profits nosedive. So they start thinking, well, what are we going to find to replace this? They start talking about oxycodone. Oxycodone is a very powerful opioid, much more powerful than morphine. It's also quite addictive, but they had this notion, you know, what if we took the content system that we created for morphine and used it with oxycodone? So rather than it being a huge dose that will just overwhelm your system, it slowly goes into your bloodstream over the course of 12 hours. Boy, it sounds like they either on purpose or by accident, uh, developed like the most addictive drug that you could possibly come up with like that was the goal well and lied deliberately and over long term about how addictive it was which is why purdue was fined what 12 billion dollars or something like that i don't have it in front of me uh several million hundreds of millions maybe but uh, a parking ticket based off of how much they actually made on uh on this stuff and uh yeah there's that (laughs) so much of this um seemed to be the pharmaceutical industry kind of the tail wagging the dog 
in our healthcare systems, where there was this this emphasis that seems to be um, pushed by the people selling these things that pain all of a sudden in the medical industry needs to be one of the vital signs of every checkup. Right. Yeah, we've talked about that in the past, and that's so interesting that, uh, you know, if you're over a certain age, you, you know that nobody used to bring bring that up, and then all of a sudden it became a, on a scale of 1 to 10. How much right. pain are you in? Always. As Which, if you wouldn't tell your doctor, this hurts like hell. And also the idea that if you're in pain, it has to be eliminated, as opposed to the idea of, well, you know, your, your ankle's going to hurt for a week. Yeah. And you'll yeah. be fine. It's just going to hurt for a week. You don't need to eliminate all pain completely. The downside to eliminating all your pain completely is very risky. So that was Big Pharma's idea then. The whole pain scale, that's one of your vital signs. Yeah, they, they wow. would host. Uh, actually, here's here's another, about a minute of, of uh, a doctor talking about when this push happened. It meant that I, a psychiatrist, had to go to an all-day-long course on pain. I didn't have to go to an all-day-long course on uh, you know, cardiology or radiology. The fact is that pain should be treated as aggressively as the underlying condition that causes the pain. I was taught that pain should be treated like the fifth vital sign. When you take blood pressure, when you take respiratory rate, when you take heart rate, temperature, you should show them this scale from one to 10. One is like a tiny little bit of pain and 10 is the worst pain you can imagine. Incorporating pain management into nursing education at all levels will produce staff members who are skilled in pain management. We were constantly being told that there was a growing epidemic of pain, that more and more people were in pain, that it was the responsibility of the doctors to alleviate pain. There is always something that can be done to reduce pain. You needed to, quote unquote, get over your opioid phobia. We doctors were wrong in thinking that opioids can't be used long term. No dose is too high and your patient can't get addicted. Less than 1% of patients taking opioids actually become addicted. And if you don't use them, you are a bad doctor. You want people to suffer. And these things, these all-day lessons, were put on by Purdue Pharma. And their little training videos were made by them. It is interesting that so so they had this complete shift in the way we look at pain. To, like, well, like it said right there, you treat it like it's one of the... So if you've got high blood pressure, well, you have to treat high blood pressure. If you have pain, you have to treat pain, as opposed to, no, the pain's going to go away. Right, and it's part of life. We tr- I mean, within certain reason. Yeah. We treated your, uh, you know, your back. You got the operation. It's going to get better. It's going to hurt for a while, and it'll get better. But no, pain is something that needs to be treated. I mean, and there's an uh, an epidemic of pain, and you're a bad doctor if you allow people to be in pain. Oh, that's obviously a bad idea. Well, the interesting part to me is that somehow the powers that be in healthcare ordered that psychiatrist to go. I mean, Purdue Pharma couldn't order her to go. Um, so it became a, a, a craze. They bought it. It reminds me of some of the, the really sick crap that's being taught in schools right now. It's a craze. It's being pushed down from above and there's no resisting it. So the teachers just go along with it. You know what they don't, well, because nobody knows, nobody understands Addiction, why some people get addicted, how real it is or whatever. That is still so wishy-washy as a science. But you've got people like, like I'm an alcoholic and it's suggested if you're an alcoholic, you don't do these. So I've had these, many of these things offered for a bunch of different things. I always turn them down, but there are people, maybe me, 
that it wouldn't take much and you're hooked. Much at all. And those people should not be taking painkillers. Unless you're like writhing in pain, can't function. Right. My ankle hurts a lot. I'll take some ibuprofen and I'll wait a week until it goes away is a much better idea than for me to 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 dabble with something that I might be able to get hooked on like that. Yeah. And this documentary does a beautiful job of not just kind of explaining the the roadmap to how we got here, but it, it tackles the the pill the pop up pill farm stuff. How a lot of this was uh, done on the internet before that was shut down, which led to the pill things. The revolving door of person works for the DEA was once all right. I was once that. going after Purdue Pharma. Then he starts another firm is now working for Purdue Pharma to change the laws so the DEA can't shut down the pill farms as much. Like it is a wild, intricate, complicated web and so much money involved, gazillions of dollars. Um, you know, I've, I've, I, I don't know if I've ever known anybody who's a morphine addict or anything, but I've read from people too, and it's like super easy to get hooked on and hard to get off of. And the fact that they're giving that stuff out to people that just had kind of run of the mill pain is really frightening. Well, and the unholy stew of forces at work of utterly amoral, greedy companies, their minions in the government and the regulatory agencies. Innocent people who said, oh, I'm supposed to treat pain and this is not addictive? Okay. And then you've got, like, your street criminals running the pop-up pill. Just the the, the unholy mix of, of evil and ignorant that went into this. It's, it's disturbing that in 21st century America, this could take hold like it did. Yeah. Um, Where was the media? I don't know. Where was I? Armstrong and Getty. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. You know, I'm curious. I want to get the clip number four on before. And Wokshevik's on the march coming up in just a moment or two. But this is the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame CEO, I guess. Clip number four. Let's hear this. People like the stuff that's closest to them. And I think they need to expand their thinking of rock and roll. It's a big tent. Rock and roll was never just four skinny guys with long hair and guitars. It's always been diverse. It's a big tent, and everybody fits under it. It's an attitude, it's a spirit, and that's rock and roll. All right. All right, that was uh, a big nothing. A big nothing. So that's justifying why rappers or whoever are in the Rock right. and Roll Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. yeah, apparently he was addressing that. I guess people get upset about that. I don't care. I was um, upset that it was boring. That's what upset me about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. It's a pop music memorabilia museum of mild interest. Yeah, you, you can put whoever you want in your hall of boring. That's fine. Right. It's just it's it's pop music memorabilia warehouse, essentially. Pretty good memorabilia. Yeah. Pretty good. Uh, look, honey, Keith Richards pants. <laughs> yeah, I see him. <laughs> There's a microphone he sang in. So I was uh, debating t- for myself uh, whether to include Prince Harry in Wolkshevik's On the March. And I'm not gonna, even though he said some really stupid stuff about, well, first of all, he, he made some statement. He did an interview, a podcast the other day. And immediately, half of the media went to, listen to the spoiled little rich boy. And he was talking about, he couched the terms carefully, but he was talking about emotional abuse and, and like toxic parenting going back generations. And his decision that staying part of the royal family would continue that onto his children. Mm. 
And it was a, it was a very recognizable description of breaking the cycle of child abuse that anybody with any knowledge could sure. could recognize. And uh, because yeah, I mean, my God, th- th- that existence is so sick and unnatural. You know, being part of the royal family. Yeah. But anyway, so immediately half the media goes, so spoiled, it doesn't appreciate slandering the royal family. How dare he fall out as the royals? Blah, blah. It's like, oh, my God, you people are so stupid. And your listeners and readers are so stupid. This guy said something smart and sensitive about loving his children. You go to your playbook of idiocy. On the other hand, the playbook of idiocy. I got that memorized. I don't need the little wrist thing that gives me the, the, the play call. No. Which play? No, I wrote that playbook. <laughs> That's why you're so good in the fourth quarter. <laughs> you idiot. Anyway, anyway, he went on to say somehow they got into the topic of um, the the paparazzi, blah blah blah. And he said, I don't want to start going sort of going down the First Amendment route because that's a huge subject and one in which I don't understand because I've only been here a short period of time. But you can find a loophole in anything. You blah blah blah. He said, I've got so much to say about the First Amendment as I sort of understand it, but it is bonkers. Okay, so some half-wit Brit says the First Amendment is bonkers. First of all, Harry, I like Ted Cruz's comment. He said, nice that you can say that. It's a good point. That's a good and one. other people piled on and made their, their Sink points. Sink their and ships! The right. Sink their ships! <laughs> oh, said one uh, Australian newspaper columnist, he's such a tiresome flog. Shut up, Harry. <laughs> That's fine. Hey, Harry, the First Amendment to the extent that I understand it, which is pretty damn thoroughly, is one of the greatest gifts to mankind in the history of Homo sapiens. And if Britain was it up its own butt over progressive policies that don't work, forbidding people from insulting each other, you'd adopt the First Amendment lock, stock, and barrel and be a better country for it. And if you'd ever like to discuss that on the Armstrong and Getty Show, I would be delighted to discuss that. And I won't ask about the Queen Mum one freaking time, because I don't care. It's the first time I had the thought that maybe I've fallen for it again. Uh, Prince Harry looks kind of like regal. That's a funny thing to say. Um, uh, smart and important, but this part, part of because he's just a good looking guy. And so I kind of thought he was kind of smart and he might not be. He might be just like an average lummox. No, and I, I believe he's a, a man of courage. He was a helicopter pilot in Afghanistan, right? Well, he could I mean, be a perfectly good with dude, honor. But right. he might not be very smart. Right. He might not be very good with ideas. I, just... I had that happen just the other night. There was a guy and it's weird how we're built this way. A guy, and he was uh, kind of a studly, looked like a young Russell Crowe dude, and he was dealing with this thing and everything like that. And it took me a while to figure out, oh, you're you're pretty dumb. You're not very, okay. You're incompetent. I was, okay, now I understand what's going on here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it happens. Well, blah, 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 transition music. It's time for Wolksheviks on the march. Cue the Chinese national anthem. There's a tsunami of wokeness. 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 So much. We mentioned this earlier, but just briefly, in a twist worthy of Mark Twain himself, a St. John's University professor has been fired for reading a passage from one of the great anti-slavery novels ever. There's a tsunami of wokeness. By Mark Twain, Puddinhead Wilson, it happened to include the N-word. She's been fired for that for reading one of the great track 
acts that helped end slavery. And the point is... The, and condemned slavery. The point is the person in the book using the N-word is supposed to come off poorly. I mean, it's a criticism of them. Look at this sort of person. Right, exactly. Even as movies, rap songs, etc., use the term regularly, and often in the movies, it's to portray accurately the the ugliness of historical, uh, you know, happenings of of slavery and racism and the rest of it. But in a university class of all places, you can't use that. It's sickening. Moving along, there's more Wolksheviks on the march than just those. The University of Oxford, as our universities lead the way toward only one thought is allowed. There's a tsunami of woke. Uh, yeah, we got that. <laughs> the University of Oxford is considering changes to the music curriculum, including alternate titles for courses after certain staff raised concerns about the complicity in white supremacy in the teaching of the subject. Not only do they think they shouldn't study the great composers anymore because they're white people, but there are some people on the staff of one of the great universities on earth who think they shouldn't study musical notation anymore, quarter notes and eighth notes and rests, because that was from the slave era and is of white European music and causes students of color great distress, except it only causes them distress if you make them so crazy they think it should. Nuts. Armstrong and Getty. Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty. Here's Armstrong and Getty. A couple interesting things on electric cars yesterday. A study out of uh, my local university, UC Davis, about a fifth of people who buy electric cars go back to gas cars after buying their first electric car, which is probably something that needs to be overcome if we're going to continue down that track. Also, um, the, the, the cost of these trucks is pretty high. And so are people going to pay that extra to have an electric vehicle? I still don't quite, I still don't quite believe that, uh, all this stuff isn't just smoke and mirrors to appease the government building these vehicles and having them on the lot and touting them. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, uh, following the letter of the law. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, one interesting and ironic uh, sidelight to the, uh, the, the truck test drive there was that the last thing that happened before he took off at 80 miles per hour is a reporter said, sir, can I ask you a question about the Israeli Palestinian conflict? And he said, no. And then he took off literally at 80 miles per hour to get away from the reporter. <laughs> Somewhat ironic. Coming up, 225 pound Russian woman reportedly killed her husband with her buttocks. Oh, Stay tuned. Boy. That's something. <laughs> um, I can feel this is going to be a good segment. Really? Or uh, I can Excellent. feel it in my bones. Yes. Sean says either it's that or maybe it's going to rain. But one of the two things, <laughs> either it's going to rain or this is going to be a good segment. Because we got started on this topic of, so uh, today the Dow has dropped 400 points as Bitcoin yeah. and other cryptocurrencies plummet. Okay. Uh, plummet is a word that, you know, can mean different things to different people. Uh, and get clicks. Sure. So I threw it out there. Uh, tell me your bit, your uh, cryptocurrency story. First of all, I didn't know until you guys told me there are gazillions of different kinds of cryptocurrencies, and I could start one today if I wanted to. Well, I couldn't because I'm an idiot. But uh, <laughs> you uh, could hire someone to make yeah. theoretically a person, a person yes. of normal intelligence. Good. <laughs> oh, come on now. <laughs> well, I'm of normal intelligence, but of normal computer skills. Good. I see. Yes. Um. Uh, so I didn't know that. 
Uh, and I got a number of s- stories here that they're all pretty interesting in different ways. Ten dollars invested in Bitcoin three years ago, now worth twenty seven dollars and fifty cents. Well, so could retire. Yeah. Um, I put my fourteen hundred dollars of Biden bucks into Bitcoin and sold it when it was worth thirteen hundred dollars in Biden bucks. Now that's what you call investing. <laughs> <laughs> Well, they got a hundred bucks worth of excitement, right? Their timing like didn't work. Buying out a lottery right. ticket, yeah, it's entertaining. But here's a different end of it. I bought ten thousand dollars with a Dogecoin when it was at oh man point zero 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 two a share. Sold it for one point five million. I moved out of the Bay Area. I'm in Pahrump, Nevada now, living in a trailer. So there you go. Ah, uh, if I make a score like that, I'm not ending up in a trailer in Pahrump. Well, I mean, different strokes for different folks. See, I well, like. Yeah, it might be a beautiful view or something like I that. I like the loner desert lifestyle. Yeah. Leave me alone lifestyle. I'm all for it. Yeah, I hear that. Um, I bought, this is a good one. I bought Shibu Inu. The ticker on that is SHIB in mid-March. I think they just tricked you into saying something obscene. <laughs> now, so the mascot for Dogecoin was a Shibu Inu dog. Right? Okay. So. Uh, a derivative of that in the meme economy, right? All of a sudden, there were all sorts of other sort of dog coins, right? Because the reason why Doge, wow, coin, right? so you so, are so see, I I knew you were right about the meme economy, but there's so much more to it than I even understand. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dogecoin has a mascot of a dog, takes off and does well. So other cryptocurrencies with dog mascots. Then, hey, you know what people love? <laughs> cryptocurrencies that are about dogs. Wow. So in the popular Dogecoin, so we'll do the Shibu coin. Kind of cribbing off of the popularity of the mascot of Dogecoin, and maybe we can. And so that was, yeah, that's Shit, enough. Two bucks are mine. I get that, that that name. That's so wild. I, I need mean, to be more like a doll. There's never been a weirder gold rush in the history of human beings than we've got going on right now. Beagle dollars. <laughs> oh boy, I got to get something pug related going. Um, anyway, so I bought Shibu Inu, which is a dog. Uh, that is a type of dog, but it also uh, was a, a coin was named after. That. Okay, yeah. but I bought it in mid March. I was able to buy a little over two point five billion dollars worth of the coins for three hundred and fifty bucks. <laughs> Whatever that means. Oh, no, no. So he bought uh, three billion of these. Right. So a lot of these things, they're not even penny stocks. They, like you need to go so far on your calculator to where you get a non-zero to the right of the decimal when you get these <laughs> coins. So I bought a little over two point two point five billion of the coins for three hundred and fifty bucks. It was a complete let's wait and see what happens. What's the harm? Bet because of the dog meme coin thing going on. This, was, this is a scholar who understands yeah, the meme economy. He was betting on the meme economy, which I'm I'm really starting to understand is a thing. And this I need is, to, like, starting to read these better. Yeah, but this is starting to make the Dutch tulip bubble look like a good bet. The price of red tulips only go up, Joe. Go ahead, Joe. <laughs> Sold at the almost all-time high of point zero 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 three four four seven. Yes, that's three and a half one hundred thousandths of one cent. The all-time high. I made ninety thousand dollars. Wow. Wow. So its all-time high was three and a half one hundredths of a cent. But he still made ninety grand because he got in when it was so incredible. It was this paper thinned nothing. Somebody that, emailed that's us. Fascinating. Somebody emailed us saying, remember, uh, if you keep your shares more than a year, it's uh, long-term capital gains in a completely different tax situation than if you dump it in, in less than a year. But I tell you what, if it goes up a 1,000%, I'll go ahead and take the hit from the government. Oh, yeah. I'm cashing out. That is really interesting. 
Coming up, 225-pound Russian woman kills husband with her buttocks. Now, I keep, yeah, yeah, I've heard that. Um, I keep getting this text. Did you guys, have you guys tried putting a magnet on your vaccination site? <laughs> the Walgreens? I go put a, I go put a There's magnet also, on the Walgreens? I mean, no. it, I think it was a brick building from what I remember. Where they jabbed you. So, no, I have not tried putting a magnet on my arm where I got my vaccination, but it did remind me. And so, what, is there some internet meme, or does this actually work, or does it Yeah, allegedly, that shows that they've chipped you. That, and that, oh, oh, I get it. Well, so, I had a PET scan yesterday, just a routine thing to make sure my cancer hasn't come back, nothing to be concerned about. But I had a PET scan yesterday, and uh, he, he asked me, he said, if you had the vaccine, um, and uh, I said, yeah, and he said, how recently? And I thought it was just kind of routine COVID questioning. And he said, which arm? And I said, okay, this arm. I said, why does that make a difference? He said, yeah, because if it's been recent enough, it will show up in the PET scan. And hmm. thought, well, that's kind of interesting, I guess. So I, don't... I saw a related story that uh, with women, it was showing false positives in, yeah. in other yeah. uh, similar I don't mammograms. mammograms. Yeah. That's what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh, so that's it's interesting. What element of it? I don't know that. The government chip. The 5G. <laughs> More on that after a quick word from our friends at Simply Safe Award winning home security and it's engineered with the latest technology. It is great technology, but what really sets Simply Safe apart are its people. Highly trained experts always there for you when you need them most. Oh, I need Simply Safe. I need to order this. It comes to my home. I set it up myself in about 30 minutes because I'm going to need to protect myself when word gets out that I've got so much pug coin and it's <laughs> worth billions of dollars at this point. You get the Simply Safe set up, and you've got an alarm that goes off, and a person who cares is there for you with a phone call to make sure you're okay. Or when an emergency happens, a person who cares is there for you by getting fire and police responders to your front door right away. Or maybe you're just having a problem setting up your system, although it is quite easy and only takes 30 minutes. A person who cares is there for you with a friendly chat and a quick resolution to your installation problems. U.S. News recently called Simply Safe the best home security of 2021. To learn more about how Simply Safe can help protect yourself, your family, your workshop, your guitars, whatever, visit simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. Customize your system. Get a free security camera. Simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. 60-day risk-free trial. Again, simplysafe.com slash Armstrong. You know what's the greatest? I, I, I don't know how long this has been along around. I only discovered it when I got cancer however many years ago. The, the heated blanket. Is that a new thing to hospitals? I had never, I, I was sick a fair amount as a kid, and I never got the heated blanket. But man, they they always give you the heated blanket now, and that is the greatest, most comforting feeling in the world. They've got the big, like, oven, and they pull the blankets yeah. out of there and put them on you. Oh, that feels so good. I was going to say, I'm familiar with electric blankets. I grew up with them in the upper Midwest uh, in they a rickety in house that oven? was cold as hell. Yeah, they have, like, a special, looks like some sort of keeps blankets warm oven. And uh, they got just endless blankets in there, and they keep putting these heated blankets on you, and it feels so good. How do you order it? Rare? Well done? <laughs> what do you... I get the medium rare blanket, but, man, they put that over you, and you just feel it. Do anything you want to me. I feel so good right now. Is it a chilly room for... For the PET scan, I know it, they keep it pretty cool. Like for uh, the, the uh, what's the loud one MRI? Because I, I think I'd get all gamey and sweaty in there, but apparently not. <laughs> Gross. Well, I just they're piling hot blankets on me in this scenario. I mean, I'd almost rather have a two hundred and twenty-five pound Russian woman murder me with her buttocks. Do you want to tell us this story now so you can eh, get this off your plate? There's there's not that much to That's it. That's pretty honestly. much the end of the story. Well, the two had been drinking, you say. Authorities believe alcohol was involved, uh-huh. and apparently uh, she decided to. Uh, her husband was too agitated, and he would calm him. She would calm him down by sitting on his head. That's a good idea. That's a good way to calm people down. <laughs> 
The daughter saw him pinned face down on the bed, ran to seek help from neighbors. Female neighbor arrived, said, ah, it's a domestic dispute. It's none of my business and left. Uh, Tatiana said she merely wanted to calm her husband down after the couple had been drinking. Uh, and, and she sat on his neck using her legs so he could not lift it, apparently, uh, until he was deceased. So that is something. That is a terrible story. It is a terrible story. I'm not sure why the wash or the uh, New York Post needed to include the woman's weight specifically. They have it at 224 pounds, sturdy gal. Russia's known for that. Mm. Babushka. Cold winters. <laughs> oh yeah, cold with famines, etc. You want a big sturdy gal? Shame, shame to hear that though. Sorry, I brought that up. Uh... <laughs> Seems like a good idea at, at the time. Armstrong and Getty. This is the best of Armstrong and Getty. Drew Harwell, who we like, who writes about tech and stuff like that, tweeted out this uh, about these glasses and said, finally, a pair of $269 location tracking sunglasses that can reorder me dog food. Uh, And then as I read into it, I actually thought not only does this sound kind of cool, I think it's absolutely the future. We're all going to wear either some sort of glasses or headset or helmet or something. Um, where we're going to have a screen and audio connection and all our phone stuff and just all the stuff is going to be tied into uh, some sort of connection apparatus. Uh, I think it's just the way we're going to live our lives. And it will make us completely insane. That might be true, but I, I do think it's coming. Can you imagine being connected 24-7 to social media, alerted any time there's a comment on one of your tweets well, you don't or have a reply? To be, you don't have to be connected 24-7. You can take them off, but people are oh, already yeah. connected. How, how much time do people have their phone in their hand or in their pocket? All but like eight hours a day already. So you'd just be something you wear on your head instead of carrying your pocket. Yeah, and uh, my bad for jumping to the downside uh, because some of the technology sounds amazing. We got an email from Al Anonymous, and um, I will just tell you this. We're talking about the civilian applications for this technology. The Department of Defense is working on this stuff like crazy. The uh, connected soldier, Mm. I think is the term, or the informed fighter, where they have at their disposal where their guys are, where the enemy is, according to the latest intelligence and or drones or whatever, uh, just real-time uh, scanning on, say, you're th- hurling artillery, where it hit, how to adjust, just all sorts of technical data at their, I guess, fingertips is the wrong, uh, at their retina. Um, so it's it's obviously very valuable for that. Um, but, uh, and this person has connections, but said, uh, let's talk about some of the uh, non-classified applications. Say you're uh, you're repairing or building or rebuilding a, a military aircraft. Uh, the plans and you're placing rivets. The plans aren't handy. The placement marks are smudged or aren't there. Can't remember exactly where to place the rivets. No worries. The glasses will show this technician exactly where to drive the rivet. Could there be electrical or communication wiring running right under the sheet metal? He can see it displayed in his glasses to make sure he's not going to hit and damage it. Could literally save lives and tons of times and money. Then in the civilian world, imagine wanting to hang a picture or a TV in your living room. But you can't remember if electrical conduit or water pipe is behind that drywall. No problem. Put on your smart glasses. They can be preloaded with the schematics from your home's builders. A builder, and you can see exactly where pipes and wires are, etc. You're out, so where your gas lines running through your yard, that sort of thing. Now, obviously, that's years and years away because you can't, you can't just put on the glasses. That stuff isn't programmed. It's not schemed sure. out anywhere. 
the the glasses they're talking about that you can buy right now um you, you can you can there's there's a way to talk uh it's like a headset right it's just in the little stem of your glasses your sunglasses mm-hmm. which are also can turn into regular eyeglasses and um you know the whole idea of opening your garage door ordering your dog food it's basically access to Siri or whatever you use for that sort of thing but it's your glasses now instead of earbuds or your phone and uh i could easily see this being the future of eyeglasses i i I think we're gonna move away from carrying phones with us all the time we'll still be doing the same thing just in a different way well yeah it's i was just gonna say we need to find a term and perhaps it exists and i'm just not hip to know it hip enough to know it what those glasses we're talking about are a phone quote unquote yeah if you can call somebody Sure. And look stuff up on the internet and order dog food and open your garage door, et cetera. It's well, just a... phone is a misname, misnaming of this device I'm holding right. in my hand. Right. It, it is number. a phone, but that's not the main reason I carry it around. Right. Um, that's like the 50th reason I carry it around. And I don't, I don't even, if I needed to use the phone, I could go find a phone. So it's not even really on the list of why I carry this thing around. Sean, um, you're young and hip. What's the generalized term? Co- connection device? Everybody calls it a phone. Right? Like a device? S- smart wearables, wearables in, in some form I hear attached mm. to various things. Um, um but, but yeah. I'll, I'll bet we're going to look back on this period from 2006 to here in a couple years. And like you'll be able to watch old movies from the year 2015. Say, oh my God, you remember when everybody used to carry a phone like that? You see people walking down the streets and everybody's holding their phone. Right. Um, when you used to have to lug it around. <laughs> and nobody will anymore. It'll just be your eyeglasses. Or it'll be a chip now from the can, government. And juggle with their now free hands. See <laughs> <laughs> yeah, how much more you could do with your hands free now all the time. But yeah, that's clearly coming. Mm-hmm. It's just. I'm, t- oh, I'm, yeah. I'm holding out for the Tron helmet. That's what I want. I'm going to be oblivious in my own little cocoon, bumping into things, but watching like Kong vs. Godzilla for the 1,000th time. I'm sure you could go with Stormtrooper helmet or horse head or, or whatever you want, really. Yeah, whatever the occasion, right? Is but it a why... formal affair? Is it a casual thing? <laughs> exactly. But with the shrinking of the uh, the microchips, if you can get them and you can't, uh, why not like a, a little uh, lapel clip or, or, you know, a little pin in your collar? Why not? Yeah. I'd sign up for a chip in my head today. I, I have no problem. I have no problem with that. If there was a beast handing out marks, I'd be first in line. I have no problem with a chip in my head. It'd just be so handy. I mean, I don't want to be the first person they try it on. That's just sensible precaution. I want to be like fifth in line to see if the first four people like scream in agony. Or and, and who's chipping you in the head in this scenario? Tim Cook or Uncle Sam or, or what? I assume I'm going to an Apple store. And the, it, you lay down at the Genius Bar, and they, <laughs> they, uh, they approach pe- you with something that looks like a, a cattle, you know, what do you call it, that they put the cattle under yeah, with? you're going to yeah. feel a little pinch. They give you a leather belt to bite down on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, yeah, I think that'd be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, I'll sign up for that. Well, that was terrific. Michael, transition music. things I want to bring up. Elon Musk backlash spawns new cryptocurrency that targets him directly. <laughs> Stopalon, a new cryptocurrency. That's stop Elon. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's hilarious. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> and you want to try to participate in the meme economy. Oh, that's hilarious, yeah. He really I, needs a guide. I do not understand the meme economy. <laughs> he needs a helper. 
Jeez, that's hilarious. Um, was created as a means of stopping Elon Musk from influence, not stopping him, stopping <laughs> Elon Musk from influencing the volatile crypto market. So, so much of cryptocurrency is like, you know, what's kind of hot or what's a funny joke at the time or whatever. Yes. Um, so the meme economy, as Sean calls it. So maybe it'd be worth getting in on stop Elon as everybody thinks. Oh, it's hilarious. If you heard about Steve, stop Elon. I bought a dollar. Next thing it's you up know. 13,000%. Yeah. And then you know, you put in five bucks and now you got a yacht. Um, that's how it works. <laughs> that's how it worked most of the time, by the way. Most of the time. I didn't know till Sean mentioned to me, and I guess you learned this yesterday talking to a crypto expert, that there are a gazillion cryptocurrencies. I thought there were like three. No, there are thousands of them. 10,000? Is that what the reporter said? Uh, he, he said thousands. Uh, my, yeah. my kind of hyperbolic thing is it's only slightly harder to make a cryptocurrency than it is a website. Which is completely news to me. I didn't know that you could just on your own decide to do this if you're kind of smart and uh, no computers. I, I had no idea of this. Yeah, but there are some that have clearly floated to the top and oh, are absolutely. more reliable than others. Yeah, yeah. They are not all created equal. Stop Elon. I mean, is that better than screw Bill Gates or <laughs> to hell with Jeff Bezos or I'd like to murder who's left? Or duck size horse coin or whatever. <laughs> Bro, put the duck back. Armstrong and get.